Hello, hello. It's Nadine here, and I'm here with this week's mini episode of Life, Health, and the Universe. This week, I am going to talk about homeschooling, what I've learned so far, part two. There have been a whole bunch of things that have popped up, and no doubt they will continue to pop up and If I think that they are worth sharing, then I will be over here um, sharing them right with you. And it's really about my own personal journey um, and the journey of my kids and how I am experiencing this whole homeschooling thing. When I look back, um, and I may have mentioned this in in part one, what I learned so what I've learned so far. Um, when I look back um, to when Louis was just kind of 18 months old, I um, remembered <laughs> that we had, um, we'd taken Louis, we used to take Louis to um, Montessori, to a parent-toddler program. And so we really enjoyed the philosophies of that kind of approach to schooling where there's respect for the child, um, you know, they're taught to um, be focused in their work, to choose the things that they want to do. Like I don't know the ins and outs of the philosophy um, off the top of my head, but it was just really a really nice way for children to be able to play together respectfully. There was no kind of, you know, if a child had their work and they were focused in their work, whatever it might be. There was flower arranging, puzzle making, um, pasta making, squeezing oranges, having some lunch, learning how to tie shoelaces, doing the dishes, all of those things and more. Um, There was stuff out in the garden, you know, hammering nails, um, all sorts of things. It was really great. We had a really great experience. Um, But it was really beautiful because if the child was in their area um, and another child came in and tried to take something away, they were were allowed to respectfully say, um, this is my work right now. And um, when I've finished with it, you can have your turn. But it was all very respectful and it was about respecting one another. And um, we really liked that philosophy. Um, And it was really um, enjoyable to see um, Louis thrive when he had that experience. So when we moved uh, to the Mid-North Coast, uh, when Louis was five and Winnie was three, we had our sights set on um, sending them to Steiner School, Um, which is a little bit of a process because there's applications and waiting lists and all sorts of Um, ins and outs. Excuse me, I'm just having a quick drink of water. Mm. Um, And when we talked to people in the local community, they were like, oh yeah, there's a wait list and blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, the local schools are really great. Why don't you just try the local schools? So we kind of went, yeah, cool. And that's the path that we ended up going down. As you know, if you listened to my previous episode about homeschooling. Um, We haven't had a bad experience. Louis obviously um, started school in the COVID years. So he was, um, his, uh, the beginning of his 
education was broken, you know, it was stop start. Um, yeah. And so it wasn't ideal. Um, and we've recently decided, um, just for many reasons, which you can find in episode, uh, the, the previous episode that I spoke about it in, um, we've decided to homeschool. So where was I going with this? So I rem- I've been reminded more recently about why I chose originally Montessori and then we were considering Steiner. I've, re- I've realized more and more. And it's about um, just that beautiful development that children have when they are able to focus on their own work, when they're respected and when they can learn through play. And one of the things that I, and I don't, I absolutely am not bagging out anyone who sends their child to um, a regular, you know, school. The majority of us do it and we were doing it and we've been fortunate enough to make the decision to change that for our children. But I have absolutely, you know, this is not a judgment call on anyone. This is about us doing what's right for us right now. Um, But one thing that I um, have noticed is the, this sense or this, I don't even know if it's a sense. It's, it's more than that. It's the comparison thing, right? And I can't remember if I spoke about this in the, the previous episode either, but that phrase comparison is the thief of joy is so true. So true. We know, well, okay, I can't speak for everyone, but my personal experience as an adult um, is that, you know, we, I compare myself to other people. I worry that I'm not good enough. Um, and in all sorts of different circumstances. And I think that a big part of that is rooted in that um, education system, where as soon as children start school, they aren't allowed to share their work, right? So it's all about keeping it to yourself. Don't copy me. Um, Or I did better than you. Or what did you get? What was your score? How many did you get out of 10? You got it wrong. All of these things that are like forcing children into this, these situations where they're comparing themselves against one, one another. And I understand that in the school system, when we've got a whole group of kids and there are specific learning outcomes that the teacher needs to um, adhere to, I guess, um, they need to score the children um, to see how they're doing, to see how the kids are doing, but also to see how the teacher's doing and to see what they need to work on. But it becomes such a big focus for the children. And, you know, for one child, it might be a real motivator to do better if they see that they're not getting the right score. But for for another child, it could be to their detriment. And I think I did mention this a little bit about um, Louis as an example. So it could drive some kids but it can also, um, and it could, but it can also make kids feel really bad, and this carries on into our 
adult life, right? We compare ourselves. It's like, who's better at work? Who works harder? How much money do you earn? What car have you got? You know, blah, 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 all of the things. And I think that that kind of behavior is an observation. I am not um, guilt-free when it comes to this. Um, but I feel like it's, it's inst- it begins to become instilled in us through those early days of education and made it made very prominent. Um, yeah. So comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. And what is really interesting with the homeschooling journey is that we're in a situation, right, where I can sit with my children and I can tell them how to spell something. And they're like, no, I've got, and it, it took them a while to kind of go, what do you mean? We, aren't we supposed to just do it on our own? It's like, we can do it together. Because in real life, we can help each other. We don't have to hide our work. We can tell someone how to spell something. We can help someone fix something. We can pick something up when someone's dropped it. We can support one another. But we're taught to be separate, to hide that part of ourselves almost because we don't want someone to be better than us or because we don't feel like we're good enough. Um, And yeah, I just think that that's that's a real gap. But it's really beautiful to see my children now after just, you know, eight or 10 weeks accepting more that they can take help and that we can learn together and that it's not a competition and that we're all in this together. And um, yeah, that's my observation for today, that comparison is the thief of joy um, and in real life, We are caring human beings and um, we don't always need to be comparing ourselves who's better, who's, you know, who's worse um, and so on and so forth. We're all in it together. And I think the more we can see that and instill that in our small people, then the better. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you again soon.